I I don't think that I should have been let go from Channel 933. I don't. I don't think that like, uh, doesn't think it really makes a lot of sense personally. But that's just me. But there was one time in my professional career that I 100% think that I should have been fired. <laughs> and by the end of this episode, you'll probably feel the same way. Like, can you imagine that one of your coworkers did this to you? Like, how would you even... Oh, like thinking the story just gives me anxiety. We'll get to it today on Monday Cheese May. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. I'm Steve Kramer. It's a feel-good podcast that I do with my mom, and it's all about live, laugh, and love your mom. We're going to share our lives, and we're going to uh, laugh a lot, and we're going to love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. I need to know the proper response to say somebody say to somebody that you think is gone a little cuckoo, and... We don't talk about politics a lot on this show um, because again, whatever, like it's, it's, I've got my viewpoints, you've got your viewpoints and it's fine. Like we, this is not, we don't bond over our political beliefs on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, we're here for a much bigger reason. Politics mm-hmm. change all the time, but I think your moral compass uh, and your, uh, what you're about, what you're doing with your life is so much more important. Uh, but there's some things that are just so far to one side that I almost struggle with what to do or what to say. Mm. So I, uh, again, this, this could literally be about anything that's just, I feel like somebody's gone a little cuckoo. Mm-hmm. It's just going to happen to be about politics, okay? Mm-hmm. But I don't want, I just don't want this to turn into like a political debate or like, I can't believe you said that about, if, if I get <laughs> one message, I swear to you, I will delete this episode so fast and we're going to cancel the show. But I'm not, I'm not here for, I don't want to get it. This is not a political statement. This is just here because I just need you to hear this story. And th- there may be somebody listening that believes this, but I, you have to know there's people out there that don't, necessarily believe everything you say and like what are we supposed to do with that so i went to see somebody and i'm going to keep her anonymous in this but i went to see somebody that i know and that i trust and that i feel is a pretty uh, uh upstanding uh maybe like a little out there like you know in like the spiritual sense or in the uh you know she's 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 a very alternative lifestyle type of person. Okay. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. So I went to see her a couple of days ago. It was two days ago now. Mm-hmm. And I, cause I was wondering if I want to tell the story or not, but I think I do. So <laughs> I I'm sitting there and we're just talking and I asked her because I, I do think that she's got uh, some good spiritual insight. I was mm-hmm. like, so what do you think 2020 is all about? You know, mm-hmm. like what is all of this, all, all of this craziness about? Mm-hmm. And she goes on to tell me, Okay, mm-hmm. that she believes, and to me, this is just a little far fetched, no matter mm-hmm. what your view on Donald Trump is. Mm-hmm. But she believes that Donald Trump is the second coming of Christ. Oh, and she also, <laughs> no, it goes on. Um, mm-hmm. She believes that Hillary Clinton and um, Michelle Obama uh, and uh, who else? Kamala Harris are all men, and they were. And I don't even know what that had to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, she thinks that uh, that that Donald Trump is secretly getting countries to sign peace treaties, and we're going to find out after the next election 
Um, she believes, and again, this has nothing to do with with Donald Trump and what he's doing. This is just literally her beliefs on what's going on in the world. Uh-huh. Um, she believes that like the Illuminati is out to uh, has been trying to like. There's like 13 families that are going to break down, and that Donald Trump is. Um, uh, out to uh, has teamed up with JFK Jr., who didn't really die, and they're <laughs> about to save the planet. And we're going to find out after this next election. And okay, now to me, that's very far fetched. If you like Donald Trump or not, um, right. <laughs> you may like his politics. I don't know that a lot of people believe that he is uh, the second coming of Christ uh, or any president that you know or candidate is. Mm-hmm. So. Imagine, and I'm stuck in this conversation for about, I would say, no less than 30 minutes, but probably no oh. more than an hour. And it oh. kind of keeps going on and on how uh, how everyone in Hollywood is satanic, uh, how Oprah is uh, is is the devil. Uh, oh. I, it was like, wow. And then, again, this oh. is somebody that I trust and like believe in. Uh-huh. And to me, this is like very what what are you supposed to say? <laughs> In situations like that, because I was like, huh? <laughs> I mean, I've never been so caught off guard with a conversation like that. Because most people that believe that kind of stuff gotta keep it to themselves. And I mean, yeah. again, what I told, what here's what I told her. But I was just, I said, you know, I I don't agree, but I think it's interesting <laughs> to hear your theories on this kind of stuff. And we'll just have to wait and see. Maybe after the 2020 election, we're going to find out that all the things that she's saying are, are true. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I can't, I can't be a hundred percent sure she's not right, I guess. <laughs> but if I had to put money on it, I don't think I'd bet oh, on it. Oh my. You know? Yeah. That's pretty far out there. Your, your wow. thoughts. <laughs> Mom, I, I mean, not even on that, but like, what do you say? I'm sure we've all been in a conversation before <laughs> where you felt like so uncomfortable, but it wasn't like close enough to a friend to be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And so, that, like, how, do you, how do you dodge oh. conversations like that? Because it's not even oh. worth arguing. No. You know, it wasn't worth being like, well, pull out your facts then. I want to see. <laughs> like, it's just... Just how do you get like what is a proper response when somebody says something that's so far out of like the, the spectrum of what you're talking about? Like, what are you supposed to say? Well, I mean, for me, and I've been in some situations like that too. And you know, when they when your beliefs are so far apart from that person, no matter what you say, it's a no win. Right. You can't win. You, you, right. mean, you won't win. You'll lose. Right. You, can't, you can't debate well, I, I don't that. think there's a win. All right. I can't there, prove no, no for Winfrey's actual sex. So <laughs> I, mean, I, don't have, I don't have evidence of any of that. I mean, I, I guess I guess you could be a man. I don't know. You could be a devil worshiper or something. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Uh, you don't know. So I think you did the right thing to say, well, I don't know. That's interesting. I've never heard that perspective before. We'll just have to wait and see. I think that was <laughs> totally appropriate. I don't know. That's kind of mind boggling. Yeah. yeah so. But I can tell you there's no winning. There is no, no I, winning. I didn't feel like there was. You uh-huh. know, like I and obviously it was kind of like politically charged a little bit. So oh, it's like yeah. I just try to stay uh-huh. stay away from it. I want uh-huh. nothing to do with this. I don't want uh-huh. nothing to do with this. No way. Uh-huh. Um my mom and I have 
have one a few things in common. Uh, one of those is we what hate picking up the phone. Well, we're we're different in a lot of ways, right? <laughs> um, but we uh, we do agree that picking up the phone can be like the worst task ever. Yes, I, get, I, I, I ignore so many phone calls in a day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just text me. Mm-hmm. And there are some people that like, love it. And I will say, since I've been in quarantine, I have enjoyed FaceTimes more often, like when I have the time for them. Yes. But and I they don't, don't catch you off guard. Right. If you got you gotta tell me they're coming. Like you can't right. just like randomly pop in with a FaceTime. Right. But if we're like, hey, you want a FaceTime tonight? Cool, cool. Yeah. And then we have like a FaceTime, whatever. Um, but you were saying you're struggling with phone calls right now, too. You know, it's so crazy because I mean, I'm retired. I have plenty of time. I really do. I can choose every day what I do. But yeah. I'm telling you, sometimes when that phone rings and I look at the name on the phone, I go, oh, no, that's an hour conversation. I don't I think I want to do that right now. I know. It's crazy. I get it. And so then I wait days and I agonize over it before I call them back. What in the world is that about? I think I, think I hate the phone because in, in my career life, you know, my professional life, I had to spend so much time on the phone. Right. And you have to take every call. You can't look at caller ID and say, oh, no, I don't want to talk to them. You have to take every call when right. it comes in. And I, I think that just wore me out. I mean, today, this is the strangest thing. Today, I was down in the basement and my, I had my phone. I looked and it was a call from Atlanta, Georgia. Number unknown. I didn't know mm-hmm. the number, right? right? Which happens to me a lot, as you know. Sure. Um, but for some reason, I decided to answer it. I never answer those calls. Right. I did. And it was a really, really good friend that I haven't seen in five years, nor heard just from. Ran- just, just cold calling you. Just randomly calling me because he was thinking about me and he missed me. Now, see, don't be doing that to me. You that can't just be popping in a phone call, call with me. That was the sweetest you call. You can't. Well, how much How much time did you spend on that call? Mm, 35 minutes. See, I don't have 35 minutes to sit around and talk to somebody. Well, you like, don't. Just, you don't, but I do. But why I, did yeah, I true. take those calls? Why do I agonize over them? Uh, because I do the same thing. ID? I literally, I mean, literally, it, it's it's 2.43 now. Mm-hmm. I... And this is just between us, but I, <laughs> there's a, a radio friend of mine that mm-hmm. texted me yesterday. Say, hey, can we talk tomorrow? I said, sure. Mm-hmm. And then he said, how about two o'clock? I said, sure. And he just <laughs> called me and answer because I, I just, I don't have the energy right now to do it, which I feel mm-hmm. bad about. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I feel bad about it. I feel like in life, there's two types of people. There's texters and there's callers mm-hmm. and you prefer one or the other. And I feel mm-hmm. like you've got to respect that. Like this guy will never text me. Like he'll, it'll just turn into a. Uh, there's another a couple of radio people that I know that like will turn it in from like, hey, we're having a great text conversation. Hey, I'm just gonna call you real quick. Like, no, mm-hmm. we're texting. Like, just <laughs> leave it here. Just leave it here. That's really the only thing you got to do is just leave it here. Um, who else is somebody that I know? Like even Miguel. Like I know that when you know I love Miguel, but I know yes. we can't have a quick conversation. It's just not. Right. It's not possible. Exactly. It's just not possible. It's so an I, hour I, I know minimum. If I look down, and I see like, oh, it's Miguel. Um, do I have, do I have an hour and a half? And if not, uh-huh. then like, I just can't, I can't take it right then. And it could be days before I call you back. Uh-huh. Just don't, 
do not start just cold. I feel like everything, you like start it with a text, but Hey, you know, uh, are you free right now? And then if I respond, yes. And then we can like make time. Just cold calling is just, I can't, can't handle it. Can't do it. I know. And um, believe me, your family knows. We all know your texters. I know. Don't we do don't, it. We don't, don't, we don't call you. Dad will call me sometimes. Uh, and I just, well, I, I know he does. But, um, hmm. Go ahead. No. I was just okay. going to say, the only time I call you is when I'm having trouble connecting to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Then I know. And then you I know. I know what day it is. I look down. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. It's you know it's, what day it is. You know what time it is. Time, you yeah. see me calling. You know I'm in trouble. <laughs> I want to follow up on something from last week because my mom, we've talked a lot about, we're not going to spend the whole week talking about bathrooms and bidets and all that <laughs> stuff. But I do want to follow up, though, because Lisa in our um in our uh, certified fans Facebook group, she's a certified fan. Is she lives in the Netherlands? She actually found me through Instagram, interestingly <laughs> enough, and she just started listening to the show because of it, which is like so bizarre to me. But love it, right? Love it, and she's very active on the page. It's it's cool because you know people all over the world are listening. Yeah. Well, my mom said something about uh, bidet last week, and uh, she read a few studies, and so Lisa. It instantly went on the Facebook page. It's like, hey, wait a minute. This is not true. You need to hear like the truth of how this stuff really is. And I finally got it because she can't call, but she can send voice memos to me via email. So uh-huh. she she got back to me today. You want to hear this, mom? Yes. And I'm glad hey. to know it was about the bidet. I wasn't sure if it was about well, the bidet well, or the no, German it, men. It's about both. So here's, here's oh. Lisa live from the Netherlands. Set me straight. Hi, I am here to debunk some of your comments about European toilet habits. Um, first of all, the bidet is not a very common thing. In my entire life, I've maybe seen it once or twice. So no, we don't all have one and we don't all use one. Um, and the other one was about the man in Germany sitting down when they pee. Well, I'm not German, but I do have some German friends and they pee on the toilet seat as much as the other men. <laughs> so I'm sorry to be bringing you bad news and don't believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> My mom thinks that she'd figured out, you know, European culture, but apparently, uh, apparently you had not. Evidently. You had not. That's right. And she makes a good point. Just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's true. Doesn't mean it's true. Uh Absolutely not. Oh, I guess it was just wishful thinking that there were some men in the world that didn't pee on the toilet. (laughs) I know. Oh well, I uh, think oh, you might well. be might be wrong about that. Such is right. <laughs> let's uh, let's get to our quote for today, Mom. Okay, I've been thinking um, a lot about what you said about someone saying nice things to you to your face, but talking crap about you behind your back. Right. And that is always so hurtful when those things happen. Sure. And this is a quote. And if I tried to pronounce the name, it's an Indian name, I would really mess it up. So just watch for it in the show notes. But a genuine enemy is more useful than a fake friend. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I would rather know that someone didn't care for me or didn't like me than to pretend that I was a good friend and someone they loved, liked, admired, whatever. And then the minute I turned my back, 
They stab me in the back and say crap about me. Yeah. That's hurtful. That is hurtful when we believe that people love us and care for us. And then, no, they talk bad about us. That's, hmm. So, yeah, I told you last week there's just a group of people that I know, like, I I felt like I had a good relationship with, but then I find out that when I'm not around, they say things that aren't aren't as positive and aren't as supportive, and I've been really struggling with what to do with that. Like, uh, there's a part, as like, the old me would have just been like, wow, like, F them, and I'm going to put something on Instagram all, like, Mm. shitty and, like, Mm. just be passive aggressive and, Mm. like, man, 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 talk shit behind their back, too. The new me just wants to kind of be like, hey, what's up? Like, mm-hmm. are we like, if because because it's kind of like that quote, and that's what I've been saying is like, I would rather just say, hey, we're not cool and like mm-hmm. go our separate ways and that'd right. be it than like fake a smile and because I know you talk trash, right? Yes. And that's what I've really been struggling with over the past couple of days. Well, I did on Friday. What day is Today's Monday. On Friday, I... Uh, I did reach out to this person. I told you this person who I know wasn't saying favorable things about me did reach out to me and was saying some, some nice things. And it was, I didn't respond for, I didn't know if I was going to respond. And if I did, I wasn't sure if I was going to like say everything like, Hey, I know this is going. And like, what do you want to do with this? And, um, but you know, my mom and some other people kind of convinced me that if I do that, it's going to kind of blow up somebody else's spot. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so for their own protection, I decided not to, but I just, I just send a generic response back saying, Hey, thanks a lot. And I don't feel mm-hmm. good about that. To be honest with you, it didn't feel good. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it's really changing or solving anything. Mm-hmm. kind of feels like it's just kind of prolonging the issue more than anything. I don't know if that was the right decision or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of just would rather know like, Hey, like it, it I, because that's, that's the kind of stuff that catches up with you later, especially like if I'm saying good things about them and then people think that they're friends with me and then Mm -hmm. they turn to them about me about something. And then that person starts to talk about trash. I just don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't feel safe anymore. Mm -hmm. Part of me wishes I would have been like, Hey, listen, like let's, let's have a phone call about this and sort it out. But I didn't, I didn't do that. So I don't know. I don't know if that was the right decision or not. That's a really fine line because then you're betraying, the trust of a genuine friend that shared that with you. Yeah. Unless you had permission from that friend that told you what this person said to go to them and ask them about it. Right. Then yeah, I think I that then I, I think that's so. fine. But yeah, you, you don't want to hurt a friend and I'm sure the friend that told you didn't mean any harm by it. No, of course not. But it's just, yeah. who am I? Like, who am I out there supporting when I know they're not supporting me? Mm-hmm. And it's got to be the same thing even like with, I'm sure it happens in business a lot too. I had this one time, it was irritates me to this day. And this is like what I don't want to hear. Like, mm-hmm. this, is not, this is like not what I want to feel with people is that there was a, um, a guy that I knew in radio that mm-hmm. I was using as a reference because to my face, he was saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're mm-hmm. great. You're great. You're great. Mm-hmm. Um, he felt, I, I knew that he had kind of felt uh, spited. Is that the word I'm looking for by mm-hmm. me? He yeah. felt like I had uh, had kind of, there was, I'm trying to think of how to like word this. He felt like I had kind of gone against what he wanted me to do mm-hmm. um, that would have been beneficial for him, but I decided to take another route instead. Mm-hmm. And so, but he's like, no, we're still cool. No problem. 
so I used him as a reference and then come to find out that he was saying not great things about me no. to other people. And no. so that was really, I, again, I would rather just know uh-huh. and just be like, yeah, you know, don't use me as a reference. I gotta be, I gotta be honest. Like that really upset me. Right. And like, I don't know if I'll be able to get over it. So yeah. let's just be done. But people just can't be real. We were, we're lacking such authenticity mm-hmm. when it comes to, uh, our, I guess at the, um, the cost of vulnerability, you mm-hmm. know, like yes. people are just going to be fake and I can't, yes. I just can't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. I, before I, I could, but now I just can't, I'd rather just know, you know, mm-hmm. have you had that happen to you before mom? Well, you know, people are talking, I don't know anyone can talk trash about you, but. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there've been people that talk trash about me, but I can't remember that it ever <laughs> came back to me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, what would people even say that would be trash about you? Though I can't imagine one thing that people could talk trash about you about. Oh, because she's I'm your just mom. too nice. She's just mm, too nice. Your mom, I'm I know. Sure. God, like, what happens if, like, in like the the um, the business world, you were like a real bitch? That'd be something, <laughs> wouldn't it? Like. <laughs> <laughs> like what if, what if we all found out there's a side of Nancy Nancy we just didn't know about and like when she's in like the workplace she's just like like the devil she's like screw well, you Susan I, I did get have the hell employee. out of my office I did have an employee one time that tried to start a coup against me why for what what, what was the accusation oh that I that I was um that I was racist oh really mm-hmm. wow and which, and what was which the was on, astounding on, to me, but yeah, on what grounds was the racism placed? Um, well, because she was black and she didn't like she didn't like anyone telling her what to do. She mm. she couldn't accept any kind of authority from mm. someone else, and she was a type person that thought she had all the answers. And when I let her know that her answers were not the right answers. She didn't like that. And right. so it, it amazed me because at that time, 80% of the staff were were black females. Mm. And 99% of the families that lived at Rainbow Village were black families. <laughs> right. So you're like, I don't know how that could be possible. I mean, but- it was so crazy. My attorney just died laughing. She said, listen, mm-hmm. this is just one letter. Okay. This is one letter. Just me stating that fact right there. <laughs> but at least I you know not, not to use her as a reference. That's the good news, right? <laughs> like you're not going to you know say, it. You call this woman it. up and ask her about me. Cause mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's mm-hmm. it. All right. Uh, before we let you go for today, let's see, today's mm-hmm. Monday. So we've been talking about this top secret m- mission that I've been on for the past couple of weeks. Yes. I can now firmly tell you that the uh, September the 1st mm-hmm. firm, unless something changes, <laughs> firm for now. <laughs> Until further notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the show, the episode on September the 1st, will be a big reveal for this show. Probably the, the it's big news. It's big, it's big, it's big, it's big. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you might want to put a mental note. And mm-hmm. for certified fans, we're actually going to have a, you're going to find out on the 31st, we're going to do another Facebook group live kind of press conference type thing for you at 9 p.m. on the 31st. So I haven't posted this anywhere wow. yet. This news isn't out there yet, but 
Uh, the day is going to be September the 1st. Some really, really big news. And I can finally, you know, I've been working, honestly, I've been working on this project uh, since February, like early February. Mm-hmm. And here it is. September the 1st, I can finally, goodness gracious, talk about it. So there's so much, it's so much funny speculation going on though in the, <laughs> the Facebook group. It's we just. We are having fun. It's fun reading all the comments, yeah, the speculation of what's and happening. All, and what it's just this? so great. It's so great to be this? loved. Isn't I know. It? It's fun. I appreciate you guys our, trying to figure it out. Love our I don't fan, know that fan. anybody's quite right yet, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, um, no new certified fans to announce today, but I do want to say hi and thank you to all our certified fans. I'm sure my mom has a whoop whoop for you. Mm-hmm. Whoop whoop. So thank you. And like, listen, now would be a great time to become a certified fan because there's going to be a lot happening in, in the next week. So mm-hmm. uh, text the word fans, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. Ooh, one more thing we got to start talking about this week mm. um, is that we are up for Podcast Magazine again this month. And I told you mm-hmm. last week, month we were number three of all the podcasts in the country right we were the number three podcast and like that's was created it's fan voted so it's literally because of you but i am super nervous because third's hard to there's a lot of podcasts out there right there's a ton of podcasts out there and for them to be able to come in strong and now this chart is starting to get more popular i'm getting paranoid we can't fall out of third place Mm -mm. um i don't you know jeff and callie from the upside podcast are number one i never want to beat them i never (laughs) i would feel like garbage if we beat them but i um i i would like to be you know within the same area as them because you know I want to make, honestly, like part of me just wants to make Jeff proud because this is a lot of his idea. Sure. So yeah, I want to continue to like do well. Yes. So uh, if you'll take a couple of seconds today and maybe every day leading up until the 31st to go vote for Certified Mama's Boy. And if you'll go vote for uh, The Upside with Callie and Jeff. So Certified Mama's Boy, Steve Kramer, Nancy mm-hmm. Yancey, and... Uh, the upside, which is uh, Callie and Jeff Dollar. Mm-hmm. And I got it down the show notes. It's honestly, you can go on your phone right now. I'm sure you're listening on your phone. Just go to Google and type in Podcast Magazine Hot 50. And I I don't know what I'm going to do if we don't hit that, t- that <laughs> same spot. So You'll be fine it's with whatever fine. number it it's is. It's fine. fine. It's just fine. That's fine. Oh, it's and, fine. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, that's all we got for today for you, Mom. So okay. I love you, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for another kind of secretive episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Love you. Love you forever. And we get back Monday Cheese May. I got to tell you the time I think I probably should have been fired, but wasn't like nine three three. I wasn't. I shouldn't have been. I shouldn't have been let go. Period. I don't think so. Uh, but this other time, Lord of mercy, here in just a few seconds. Uh, first, uh, SDCCU and mobile banking is what we're bragging about again this week, and I love SDCCU. I'm not going to hear right now. You know what? We're going we're gonna to get on the app right now. Mobile banking is a fantastic way for you to do your banking with SDCCU. The app has been recently updated. I forget when they changed it. Maybe it's been less than a year, though. You log in with your face, and it's like, boom, you're right here. Bill pay, 
you can do your transfers, you deposit checks, you check all of your balances. Like I can see all of my money quickly declining out of my account. Um, <laughs> I It's more of like a panic zone for me now when I log in. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need a job like really fast. SDCCU, they've got it all. Everything you expect from a big bank, you got in a small bank. And the thing, here's the difference. Here's the difference is because they actually genuinely care about you. And I am a huge fan of SDCCU. So why don't you take some time? Join takes less than 10 minutes. I bank there. You should too. San Diego County Credit Union. It's not big bank banking. It's better. Message and data rates apply. Federally insured by NCUA for details or to open your account, which you should, by the way, today. Uh, visit sdccu.com. And excited to have BetterHelp back on this week too. BetterHelp is something that I use too, and I'm so happy to be able to talk about it because I, I honestly was worried. I have been in and out of therapy for years, and now with the pandemic, you know, I lost my insurance because I, I stopped working for iHeartRadio, and I was kind of paranoid about that because I'm like, well, uh, my therapist that I was used to going to here in San Diego, it's like, not only do I not have insurance anymore, but I don't want to like leave the house. <laughs> You know, so BetterHelp is here. It is awesome. BetterHelp is literally therapy that you can do anywhere. They have the most qualified counselors and therapists. I work with Dr. Jag, who what I like about Dr. Jag, and here's the difference, I think, with working with BetterHelp and anybody else. You like literally can choose your preference. It's almost like online dating of therapy in a weird way. You go through, you choose like what you want. Like I wanted somebody more spiritually minded. I wanted to work with a female. I open up to females better than I open up to men. And um, I can go on there and talk about the type of issues that I was having and then it's like it like pairs you up like bing this person's gonna work for you and you know what if Dr. Jack doesn't work for me for some reason like your therapist may or may not work for you you switch that easy there's no it's like they're not gonna take it personally you know even if I quit to their face you have to do a therapist So uh, I I love BetterHelp, depression for stress, for anxiety, for relationships, for sleeping, for trauma, for anger, family conflicts, LGBT, I think it's, it doesn't say Q on here, but Q as well matters, grief and self-esteem. Uh, there's always a good reason for you to ask, you know, to reach out. We had that quote a couple of weeks ago, like about being on the battlefield and like if you were wounded, wouldn't you ask for help? Then take the same mentality with your mental help and your life struggles and like investing yourself. It's cheaper than traditional therapy. Betterhelp.com slash Kramer. Betterhelp.com slash Kramer. You're going to get 10% off your first month. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states right here in California as well. So uh, betterhelp.com slash Kramer. Okay, Monday cheese may. And again, we'll have some good cheese may next week for sure. Um, there's there's a lot of stories. This one actually is not a radio story, uh, but it's still a juicy one that I've never been able to really tell before. I don't think I ever told this on the radio before because it was just like, ugh. Um, so Cheese May, for those that are new to this, uh, Cheese May in Spanish is gossip. And gossip is it's I, I, I as a chismoso, you're when you spread the gossip or you love the gossip, you're a chismoso. And most of us listen to this podcast are. We just love it. And if you're listening to this segment, you're all intrigued, then you're a chismoso. That's the easiest litmus te- lit, lit, lit test that we can do. So in between radio jobs, I worked for a credit union and I uh and uh, this was over in Tampa and they hired me to do like their digital media work. And 
I was, uh, it was kind of boring to be honest with you. It wasn't like my most fun, exciting job, but I needed a job and they were really nice people. And I, uh, just being in corporate America was tough for me. So I took this job. And one thing that I think I brought to the table was I kind of spiced things up a little bit, right? A little more, uh, got a little more pizzazz to me then. Cause I walked in and like, everyone was so straight laced cause you're working in like finance, kind of a different world, right? Than like the radio world. I was like, Meh. so my boss, uh, at the time, he was actually a year younger than me. I thought, that we were like super cool and we probably were we you know she was a she wasn't the greatest manager she was young i was 30 i don't even know i was 30 yet i may have been 30 or 29 i don't remember uh but she was i remember she was like a year younger than me uh she was fun but she was pretty straight laced like a very straight laced person but for her birthday i wanted to do something that i thought would be really entertaining and it my in like a radio world, this would have been amazing. But this was when I was trying to figure out the transition between working in radio and working in corporate America. So I had this idea, which actually was a similar to a radio bit that I'd done at the time. But I was like, wouldn't it be funny? And tell me this isn't funny. If I were to go onto Craigslist and I were to post a picture of her and put it under the personal connections category and you know that is right it's like when you're just trying to go hook up with somebody and under that if i were to write hey it's my birthday send me an email of the present you want to give me and i probably did like a winky face at the end or something okay tell me it's not funny tell me it's not funny i mean it's like a little bit humorous right well, I can tell you that it didn't turn out that great. So um, we were trying to actually plan this. I was planning it with the guy that was doing the, I was doing like the digital marketing, right? He was like the graphic designer. There was somebody else. I think she was like a, she was a copywriter. And we were kind of like, we were, I would say the wild ones of the bunch. And so I was kind of like tossing this idea. We're kind of like that group mentality. What can we do? What can we do? And that was the idea. I threw it like, yeah, 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 do it. So I went on to Craigslist and I posted a picture and I put her email address and I'm like, boom, cool, posted well, I found out that once you post something on Craigslist, like a lot of websites, and I just didn't think about this, you have to go to the person that you put the email address as to approve it. Well, obviously, at this point, I don't have access to her email. So what I decided to do, Lord have mercy, um, I decided to go to the IT company, or the IT section, what do you call it? section it group yeah you know the it people and because one of the guys that worked over there was good friends with her too i'm like he's gonna love this idea but i need somebody to be able to hack into her email and then to be able to approve this craigslist post that she had done that i had done in her name so i go over there i'm like hey man listen this is gonna be funny he's like yeah totally it's funny and so he hacks into, you're able to like somehow figure out to like get into the system because I guess at work they have access to anybody's email, right? He goes in, he approves it. Well, she instantly starts getting like hundreds of emails from Craigslist with the most like dirty and perverse and weird stuff ever, weirdest stuff ever through her in her, in her inbox. And I remember I'm sitting like I'm in a cubicle. She has like a regular office. I'm in a cubicle about maybe 20 feet from the door of her office. And I just remember her being like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like not laughing, like not laughing. It's like it was like, what, what the fuck? What is it? What is this? And then she calls her boss in 
and I can hear them talking. And she's like, I don't know what this is. And she starts crying. She's like, I don't know who is mad at me or who would do this to me, but this is so terrible. And I'm like, oh my God. Like this is not hitting the way that I thought it was going to hit. I thought it was going to hit like, oh my God, this is so funny. And I also didn't expect there to be like hundreds of emails that are coming in, but she's just, I mean, it's just like inundated. I can hear like the ding, ding, ding of the emails of like, they're just like coming in. I'm like, oh my God, like how in the world am I going to stop this? So, um, she, I remember she calls somebody else in from IT and she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who this is. She's like, she's like bawling at this point. Um, and it kind of becomes like a thing where I like somebody else because who not the guy from IT that I knew, but another guy keeps going in there trying to like stop it. And he's able to like block the email, but she is like mortified that somebody would do this to her. So she, the whole day I'm like sitting there like, oh my God, because if I say something, then it's going to get not just me, but this IT guy who went through her email in so much trouble. So I went to him and I'm like, dude, what are we going to do? Like, if they find this out, we're like, we're totally screwed. And he's like, man, you got to do what you got to do, but just, you know, try to leave me out of this. I'm like, fuck. All right. So after I'm like sitting there sweating for like another hour, I I walk in her office. I'm like, listen, it was me. Okay. It was me. I thought it was gonna be funny. I thought you were gonna laugh. I didn't think there'd be this many emails. And she looks at me and she is like devastated. She's like, I don't know why you would do this to me. And I'm like, I am literally so sorry. I'm so sorry. This obviously is not how I wanted this to go at all. And then she's like, I, she's like, how did you get into my email? And I had to then say, well, listen, this other guy hacked in. Well, that by the way is so not okay for somebody in IT just to go through to approve an email uh, for a birthday prank. And she's like, if I report this, because at this point, like she's trying to see, she's like, this is sexual harassment, you know? Like, and I told him like, listen, obviously I did not mean to do that. Like that was really not my intention of any of this. And she's like, you know, if I report this, it can get you guys in a lot of trouble. I'm like, listen, you, um, you got to do what you got to do. And then at this point, like she, I don't know if she called in, I think she called in her boss and her boss is like super cool though. And she got, like I said, she was kind of uptight, but her boss was super cool. And so her boss was like, listen, uh, you got to do what you got to do. Like if you want to report this, you can. Um, but if you just want to like keep this low key, then, you know, do what you got to do. And I think I was told to go home. I'm trying to remember what happened. She was like, just go home the rest of the day. Um, and we'll figure this out. It was a Friday, luckily. So I was, of course, there, like, the, the weekend's completely shot at that point. I come in Monday, and about 10 o'clock, she calls me in her office, and she's like, I, I'm not going to report this. I know it was coming from the wrong place, but you can't be doing radio shit at work. You can't be doing radio. I'm sure this would have been a great Howard Stern bit, but for me, it's, like, not funny for normal people. And that's when I realized I was not cut out for corporate America. <laughs> In that moment alone, oh, that was a nerve-wracking week. And I can never really obviously talk about the story because I was like, oh, I don't want to get in trouble. And there's probably some of y'all that are mad at me for that story, but that's just, that's the truth. That's what's up. That's some cheese made for you right there. Didn't get fired, though, surprisingly. All right, time for the good news here at the end of the show. And I want to start talking about this fun cult, which I didn't know the term until I started reading the story. 
It's a fun uncle, but this is a crazy story. So his name is Lee, and he used these sketches made by his nephew Calden, Calden, C-L-D-N, yeah, uh, to bring this 230-foot roller coaster called the Big Dipper to life. Uh, Lee, alongside of his 20-year-old son Charlie, used plastic pipes for rails. Then they put together old bits of scrap metal and wood to make the frame for the roller coaster. I mean, this is so cool. I'll break it down a little bit more, but I highly encourage you to go to the show notes to go check out this video. So the inventive duo also used an old wooden cutting board um, for the seat for the ride, which circles Lee's green space over in Wales. They did this because little Calden was like getting fed up without being able to see his friends for the summer and was kind of bummed about all the lockdown restrictions. So Lee, who was a former engineer, actually built this roller coaster for him. And like, for a backyard roller coaster, y'all, this thing is like super, super impressive. Lee said that building this thing with Charlie and Calden and himself brought them all together. He said, I feel like we did something absolutely amazing. Our next plan is for a full steel roller coaster with a corkscrew and a loop, which of course will rely on Charlie's math degree coupled with Calden's roller coaster design. So uh, go, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the video again right now so I talk about this, but like, What? What? I mean, how cool would it be to have a roller coaster in your backyard, right? It's awesome. So that's on the show notes for you. Now let's come back over to America. Uh, cool story coming out of St. Louis. There is a six-year-old girl named Paris Williams. And like most of her first-grade peers, she's adorable. But this little girl is also driven by a mission to help others who are less fortunate. So driven that, in fact, she actually launched her own nonprofit called Paris Cares to feed the homeless in her area. So Paris's mom says that one day she came home and she was inspired by this book called One Boy's Magic, who uses his powers to feed the homeless. Uh, Paris's mom says she was reading the book at school about giving and she came home and she was like, I want to give to the homeless, but what can we do to help the homeless? We all brainstormed some ideas and we came up with making care packages. And Paris may not have a magic wand, but that didn't like stop her to slow her down even one little bit. Turning instead to more practical magic, like the help of her parents, Paris assembled a delivery of more than 500 care packages containing food and other essentials to downtown St. Louis homeless as well as handing out approximately 250 meals to essential workers. I want to inspire people to do good things. But she didn't just simply donate the goods. Uh, it was important for her to like forge a bond with these people. So after filling each package, she drew a picture or she wrote a message on each of them to create this like connection that the homeless people lack so much. So, so cool. She's not stopping there too. She already is planning on doing a a Thanksgiving hot food drive for the homeless, and also she is going to hopefully start a Christmas toy fund for kids six years old. And if you want to help, you can donate. Uh, just go in the show notes. I'll put all of it over there. All right, we talked. We started the show talking about conspiracy theories, and I don't know how you. I'm not a big conspiracy theory believer. I don't. I don't. I just never have been. I feel like somebody would have to know the truth and speak up and or have a picture of it or a, a cell phone video or something of it. Ron Futches, though, who is, is such a funny comedian, who's lost a ton of weight, by the way. I don't know if you've seen him. He is a big conspiracy theory. And I got to be honest, like his his theory of why conspiracy theories exist, it ain't wrong. Now there's just certain people I have no time for. Like if you're sexist or homophobic or if you don't believe in conspiracy theories. <laughs> Just don't understand, how do you not believe in any conspiracy theories? 
I understand not all of them, not most of them, but you don't believe in any conspiracy theories? You just think the government's just batting a thousand and telling us the whole truth? That's a strong stance to take. And again, as I said before, I don't like talking about politics on stage or off stage. I don't like talking about things I don't feel like I'm truly knowledgeable in. But I do know this. Our government is placed in charge of all of its people. I'm a father who's been placed in charge of just one son. And I lie to that nigga all the time. <laughs> all right, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're few days away from a big announcement. Big announcement on September the 1st. I hope that you'll become a certified fan by texting the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8, because you're going to find out before anybody else what's going on. So get on it, and I will, uh, I'll see you back here tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. Love you. Bye-bye. Hey, Kramer. It's Alma from Escondido. I'm calling about the ultimatum. So I met my husband when I was 18 years old. He was 20, and like on our third date, By the way, if you know me, you know I'm extremely direct and will communicate my wants and needs immediately. Um, So like on our third date, I said to him, if in two years we're dating, um, I need a ring on my finger. So he had two years literally from our third date to propose. And two years later, the ring wasn't there. And I was pretty ticked off because I thought I was very clear. And if he didn't run away, then... My assumption was that he agreed and was on board. Um, Then he proposed actually four years into our relationship. And um, it was actually nice to be surprised with it rather than, you know, under my own timeline. And um, I do urge people to just let it happen when it does. Um, But yeah, anyway, uh, love you and your mom. Bye. Hi, Kramer. My name is Erin, and I am a certified fan from La Mesa, California. Um, I'm calling to officially state that I do not agree that as a certified family, that having an opposite sex roommate is not okay because, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, people should be be able to live with whoever they want. Um, I have an opposite sex roommate. We are both straight. I've lived with him for four years, probably four plus years. We get along amazing. He's, an, he's a wonderful roommate. Um, he, right now he has a girlfriend. Um, in the past, I've dated and had boyfriends. It's never been a, a, a weirdness or an issue. Um, I kind of feel like the girl from um, the Ask Your Mom with her boyfriend. I want to say to her that it is always okay to change your mind. And that sounds like what she's doing. So she thought it would be cool for her boyfriend to have a live-in female roommate. Ideally, it should be okay. But she's picking up on something that is making her uncomfortable. And I think that she should follow her instincts about that. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.